How's it going, everybody? It's another Thursday night with your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. And we have so much to get into, so I'm glad you're here because we got Bray Wyatt finally showing up after weeks of teasing. We got AEW invading Canada. And are we getting burned out on folks returning to different wrestling companies? We're getting to all of it tonight, folks. So stay tuned. Your Big Gold Belt Podcast starts right now. It's Thursday night, 8 p.m., and you know what that means. It's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast back at it again. It's your guy, Will, here, and we got our boy 2 Chains back on the other side of the screen after a couple weeks off, but an even bigger deal. I'm getting flashbacks to 2002 Triple H <laughs> coming back with the hype <laughs> videos of a beautiful day from you two. Cause oh man, Silly Sellers is back after a long hiatus. Welcome back, Silly Sellers. Hey, I appreciate it. When you're dealing with a, a family member dealing with surgery, and then I had some house reconstruction, which I'm happy I finally have my loft closed out as a studio now where I don't have to worry about open in the areas. I got a door closed to this area. Now it's, it's awesome to be back. There you go. We are glad to have you after a, a, a absence of a bit, but it works out because we got a giant crab in Canada tonight at the AEW rampage taping. So he's not here this week. So it, it fits in perfectly to have you running in this week for your big return and how's it going to james don't want to forget about you in the midst of all this man not bad man i obviously i've been away for things doing big old belt media things uh it was uh really dope at new york comic-con this weekend not too much wrestling stuff but i did get to run into uh uh um omas who is every ah. bit of seven three <laughs> <laughs> hard to miss <laughs> Yeah, very hard to miss. And my guy Austin, uh, uh, the ring announcer for uh, Sm- Raw, oh SmackDown. Um, uh, so c- cool to run into him always in the con spaces. So good, dope weekend, man. Ton of content coming out for that. So you know, I can't make it on Thursday because I'm on drive on Thursdays because of that. So it's all good. And I'm glad you all are holding it down, giving us that good. Oh, matter of fact, it's a lot of other people I need to shout out too. Um, also kicked it with my man Evan T. Mac of uh of all of the wrestling shows at this point uh but from the ringer from the uh evan mac uh mac mania show uh with our guy uh brian waters and, and his crew fobo and uh and, and jack uh you know doing their thing so it was cool to hang out with uh evan a bunch of times uh hitting the parties and just ch- talking dude is um Besides just how talented he is uh, as a on-air personality and just how much he cares about the business, he's just a really good dude. Like, just having some moments to just talk and just talk about nothing. Uh, he's a really good dude. So he was there in New York Comic Con as well, and we got to chop it up, and uh, hopefully we'll be seeing him soon on this show. So good to run Very to nice. my man, Evan T. Mac of the Mac Mania Show. Make sure y'all give them some love. Let me get their handle real quick to make sure I follow them. But you know, it's like a phone number you got saved in your phone. You may, you may not, you may not know the number, but you know it's in your phone. So let me, it's let me there. make sure I got their, 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 their. Uh, uh, yeah, it's Mac Mania. That's exactly how he said. It's Mac Mania on Ringer Wrestling Podcast on Spotify uh, every Tuesday. Uh, with the crew, Brian, Jack Farmer, Flobo, doing what they do. And, and awesome. also, awesome. add one more plug to Straight Facts with Seller Sports Show. We'll be returning to this Sunday and definitely want to make sure we bring some, some updated information on the sports world. So check that out as well. 
Very yeah. cool. Big Gold Belt Media making moves working. always. Working. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So in the midst of all this excitement of the last week, we had a big show over the weekend. Extreme Rules went down, and we've been talking about that show for a few weeks and speculating on the White Rabbit videos and what was going to happen with the White Rabbit. And lo and behold, we went off the air last week saying, I, I think this weekend's got to be it. That, that was my feeling. I was like, they got to do it at Extreme Rules. And by the time SmackDown was over, they straight up said tomorrow night. So they were, they were going to deliver it. And lo and behold, they did. They made you wait to the end of the show. But as the rumors were making people think was going to happen, it, it came true. Bray Wyatt is back. It happened. Will, can we derail? Yes. Can we derail this topic? Because we got bigger breaking news right now. Uh oh. In, uh -oh. In, 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 terms of, in terms of speculation. Speculation. Because you, you know, if it's two people we stand uh -oh. on this podcast, it's my man. It, it, it's definitely my man, Mansoor. Mansoor. But if there's one other person, this mm -hmm. tweet comes out. At about six twenty-two p.m. Yeah, we Easter will get to that. Time. We will get no, to hell that. no. We ain't that ties to into this. Not it ties no. into this. He's excited. He's excited about this one. All right, all right, all right. Go. Just keep going, cause I, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm hyped. He's ready. You He's know, ready for that. You no, know, I'm shooting. I'm shooting too. I'm like, hey, that. Listen, okay, we will, we will, we will rush. We will rush to it. Bray Wyatt's <laughs> back. We've been waiting for Bray Wyatt to be back. Yeah. That was the talk yeah. that he'd be back. He's mm -hmm. here. We've been talking the past couple weeks on the show if he was coming. Well, there's no more yeah. if he is here. So now the question becomes quite simply, what do you do with the guy? Yeah. He's here. He has arrived on Monday, surprisingly enough. On Raw, they did nothing with him. He was not there. They just nope. replayed his uh, debut, his, his yeah. theatrical return mm -hmm. from Extreme Rules. So as we head into SmackDown tomorrow night, nothing has yet to happen with Bray mm -hmm. Wyatt specifically. So we're at mm -hmm. the point now still of how is this guy going to be used? Where does he figure into things? And I'll throw this out there so we can get to what you're. I know you want to jump in with. A lot of people have been focusing on the handle he's using on social media of Wyatt Six. Does the six in Wyatt Six possibly foreshadow we may have a new group? And if so, who are some people that might be of interest to be in said group? Oh, I didn't even think Wyatt about that. That's why, I, that's why I was like, hold my thought on what we oh. just saw today. So, but a lot of folks are, you know, everyone's trying to decode the clues. And Wyatt Six has people thinking all kinds of things. Because <laughs> where's the six coming from? So y'all jump in here. Jump in, hey, Go ahead, listen, James. I'll let you listen, go first. Come on, man. Listen, I'm, I, I, I'm not the biggest Bray Wyatt fan, but... I am a fan of innovation and creativity. And that's something that he is truly the embodiment of. And everybody talks about how big of a creative genius he is. And I, and I do think he is. Um, I, I, you know, when I think about Bray Wyatt, when I think about some of the most creative people in all of wrestling, I think there's a couple of people that really stands above top. And I think Bray Wyatt is one. I also think Sammy Callahan is super talented that a lot of people don't give that type of attention and love to. But Sammy Callahan has been able to do it because Impact Wrestling has always embraced him to do what he does with through his injury, through his uh, numerous times of just redoing his character. Bray Wyatt, on the other hand, is always this person that everybody threw around to say he was a creative genius, but he was always playing within the system. You can't be any better than the system you play in. And that is the utmost for any bit of sport that you do. You can be the best quarterback in the world, but if you're not in the right system, you're not going to a sale. And that, just, again, goes across the line. So now that Bray Wyatt is under this Triple H era, I'm like, okay, this is a new person for me. I think we're going to see something we've never seen. I think right now it's truly make or break. If he's every bit of the accolades that everybody gives him or, 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 or the praise that anybody gets him, then he's going to deliver. The other thing I'm going to say is I also respect that he took time off for his mental health. Let's not forget that. And every wrestler that praised him coming back was praising that as a win because they know how much he loves wrestling, but they also knew how everything that he was battling. So him coming back is a win for all of the mental health warriors out there. Also, mental health week was this week or was it mental health day? We'll just call it mental health week. But there was a big awareness to mental health within this week. Him coming back, I think, is a beacon of hope for a lot of folks for different reasons. Folks that's in wrestling, 
folks that are battling their mental health. Uh, Bray Wyatt specifically, I think, you know, we don't really know everything he was going through, but we do know that he was grieving a, a ton with Brody. And that was a big catalyst to why he wanted to step aside. So him coming back is a win for everybody. So now it's like, I respect that. I'm glad they took the time to do it on himself. I can't help but to think that this is b- his best opportunity yet to show who he is. Not to mention he brought his brother back from what I heard too. So he's moving as a unit. So when you talk about the six, I can name one right now. And that's definitely Bo Dallas. What is he? He, he didn't have anything going before he left. So now that he comes back, it's interesting to see what they can do. And him bringing his brother to the side of him definitely sounds fun. Sounds intriguing. Um, it sounds like a good time, and I, I can't wait to I can't wait to see. But as far as I know, everything that we know about Bray Wyatt means nothing to me. It's right now at this point. It's outside of the Vince era. It's the Triple H era that's allowing people their their creative juices to flow. I mean, even the smallest things. Think about Shotzi coming back out with the tank. You know, it's a it's a small thing, but it means a lot. Matt Riddle. The whole name means much more as a brand than just Riddle. That's an Austin Theory. Austin Theory. Like, these things matter. I mean, even getting D- Daniel Cormier in there, these little things that Triple H are doing, that means a lot. That made that presentation of that fight much bigger. When you talk about one of the most declarated combat fighters, Hall of Famer in the UFC being a part of that, that's a big deal. So I'm saying in this new Triple H era, it's, in, it's empowering folks to be their best selves. Matt Riddle, ex UFC person. You can even, you can, however you want to feel about it. You can say disgraced because he didn't want to stop smoking, or you could say, hey, that's a guy that took a chance on himself. But the fact that he was able to get back and do what he wanted to do, get back into a cage, sort of say, and then you have DC sort of saying, like, you know, giving his blessings to it, that's a big thing. You have to think that Riddle wanted that as much as DC wanted to have that. So, Riot being back is a thing that like all the other previous stuff doesn't matter. It's day one for me now. Now I'm curious to see who this new person is that they gave this granular introduction to see what he's going to do going forward. As far as I'm concerned, we never met this person before. So now let's see if he is every bit of this myth, the man, the myth, the legend that they say he is. <laughs> I so tell us, get in here. I'm going to take you back to a time and I'm going to have a quiz to see if you guys can get this. Now, let me go back to what you said to change, which I totally agree. I think right now, Triple H is trying to right the wrongs of WWE and why some people have left and why we're trying to bring them back, but not just bring them back, bring them back the tools that they had, you know, before they even left. So even let's go with Karrion Cross When he came first back to the main roster, he didn't have his wife on there to help build him with them. So bringing that character and the image that built them up while they were in NXT to put them on this brand that they were supposed to be is like righting those wrongs of where we are. But let me take you back to 2009. Do you know a stable that debuted in 2009 that could possibly have the same effect if done in the correct way, if we say that Wyatt Six uh, stable, and it featured a world heavyweight champion that not only did that, but built up people in that stable. Do you know what group Hmm. that was? Nexus? Not Nexus. Oh, you we said had a world champion. Never mind. Oh, yeah, had a world yeah. champion. Had a world champion. And it debuted in 2009. And if booked the right way, it will not only help elevate the person who was the world champion, it helped other people in that group. Is this when we had Legacy? Is that when 09 or nope. that earlier? Nope. Um, 09, I'm blanking on what the hell was going on in 09. And uh, I'll even get yeah. a hint. They were featured on SmackDown only. God. Like I'm, what it's am right I doing? Really you're, you're, you're gonna you're gonna kill yourself again. And it's not it's not one of the greatest stables of all time, but okay. it was very dominant for what they needed to do based on culture and character building, which I Let's think why it. it could be the same thing. Let's have it. Straight edge society led by yeah. CM Punk when you had Serena okay. and Dallas. Okay. So let's talk about this Y6. If you have the rumors of all these people who are built in, Bray Wyatt doesn't need to rebuild himself. He's already a world champion and on his way. But what I, he can I, do is something that can rebuild not only him, but other people around him to be a great stable. And I'm not talking about competing against Roman, but something where you can build up a nice storyteller with a stable that has a theme and a story with it. I, I See, so here's my thing. What I've been noticing about WWE recently is that 
there's been there's there's an emphasis on stables and and beyond stables definitely three groups or more we're seeing yep. the club we're seeing uh judgment I day call, i was about to call him justice day judgment day <laughs> uh we're seeing uh mansois and the crew because that's how they're going to be known uh, we're, uh okay we'll, we'll call them uh uh what's it called uh 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 maximum Money male models maximum, yeah, male maximal, models. maximal male models yeah um <laughs> and then we got hit row and i think that like saying why coming back with the responsibility to build others i think it's just completely blasphemous because he needs to rebuild himself like he and beyond that i think he not only i wouldn't say rebuild himself he needs to establish himself but i think that introducing trios and staples means that it's an introduction of a group of folks that you may have not heard of or maybe you did hear of but here they are and you can balance off of each other because the thing about staples staples and, and when they're wrestling you can storytell during matches. Like Rhea Ripley tells a story when she never wrestles because she is that imposing figure who's there, who can, you know, at any given but point. But that's a formula change. that worked in the 90s, though, that Triple H was huge on. When you think about it now, sure. that, that formula is coming back now. Because no, think exactly. about this the Nation I, of Domination I, and DX were both at the same thing during that time as well. I did, and, and then my point is that I just don't think that, you know, the accolade of him being a world champion, because I think no one remembers that. And I think also no one cares. And I think that no one ever looks at that as a notable title run. I think this is the opportunity for him to say, hey, listen, man, we everybody knows you're this creative genius, you know, so prove it. Do what you mm-hmm. got to do. We'll, we'll, we'll let you do what you want to do. I think it's the same thing with Malachi Black, where you say like, hey, you're this creative genius. We'll give you the House of Black. Did that work? Did that get those folks over? Yes, maybe no. It depends on what you like, you know? And I think it's the same thing where it's like, why? Let's see what you're going to do. And I think it's the same thing with Sammy Callahan. These folks are folks that, like, transcend just wrestling. They do content outside of wrestling. And their vision scope is out is bigger than the genre of wrestling. You know, they tap into horror. They, cha- they tap into psychological uh uh mind warfare and stuff like that like and i think that him being back in this era now is an opportunity for him to prove that if he gets to bring five other people with him cool hopefully it's five other people who are in purgatory you know i, I know apollo cruz cruz is in nxt but damn if he was like well apollo cruz is gonna be one like all right well okay let's let's see what apollo got he ain't got shit going on beyond that so let's see what they have so that's just my piece i don't want to i don't want to put him up for responsibility of saying more than just go out there and do the thing i don't think there should be a level of expectation for what he needs to accomplish i think he just needs to do it and it's either going to work or not work i don't think you need to throw like oh you're an ex-champion so not only do you need to be good you need to make sure the people around you good i think it just needs to be just do your thing the 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 braces are off now the the training wheels are off go do your thing vince ain't gonna say i don't like that no more go do your thing true and that's the problem that's the problem because even as we may not surprise he's a three-time world champion right now granted don't, he? don't yeah, he's a three-time oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. one time with the wb and two times universal but at yeah. the same time he did not get a chance to get the bookings that he needed because of vince and i don't think that was his fault because he sold the character the best way he could from Fiend to Bray Wyatt to Husky Harris, all three of those ways Husky, he can Husky do that. Harris. And and think about it when you think about who can be that next mankind, he can do that where he can play all three think, of those characters at the same time. Keep, and that's the thing. And they keep, and they did play into his history in the way they reintroduced him with in the video they played before he finally came out of Extreme Rules. They did you know pl- re- throw back to the Fun House and all that. So they they are playing back on. Not being just completely a new character, but a guy who has this history of these outlandish, you know, things he's done in his past. So they are and, acknowledging that. And I, and again, I think that's a means of saying, like, that's the past. We're going forward. I don't think giving him, again, somebody who's struggling with mental health, I don't think there's reasons to give him expectations for things he needs to live up to. I think he just has to go out there and do it. And that's, that's what I want to see. I want to see a day one version of a person that obviously knows how to wrestle, that knows how to create character, and just go do it. Just okay, it. well, here's my here's my thing. Here's my thing. As someone who's had a lot of issues with Bray Wyatt in the past, <laughs> as far as his booking, gimmick goes. Yeah. Yes. Well, for me, the issue with Bray Wyatt is this. It's always been, what the hell happens when the bell rings? 
Because this man put bugs on the mat at WrestleMania. This man (laughs) had red light powers that made him impervious to anything Seth Rollins would do. So I got to see a retooling of this guy to where how is he going to be compelling as a wrestler now where the gimmick isn't going to get in the way of things? Because the problem with The Fiend became they made him so damn overpowered that he couldn't sell for nobody. Mm-hmm. And that got in the way of things. Yep, so even Seth Rollins said it like in an interview in the last week or so, where he was like, if you worked with the fiend, you didn't come out of it better on the other side of it. <laughs> you were so you were so handcuffed in what you could do with that character. So I've been, my biggest concern going into this has been, I hope there have been extensive conversations about, okay, you have all these creative ideas, all this stuff, your intro and all this, you know, codes and stuff you're doing for social media buzz and all this. And that's great. But once it comes time to actually wrestle, how does this work? How does this work as a wrestling character to where it's not going to hurt your opponents and it can work as a story and in ways, you know, where you're just not to be this otherworldly supernatural creature that people are going to be totally handcuffed in what they can do with you. That's my biggest concern. I think that's number one. The first thing they got to address is how does this new Bray Wyatt work? We saw the fiend mask. We saw, you know, the fun house and all that. And we can call back to that, but they need to tweak the formula for what this is going to be in 2022. I think. Well, let me ask you a quick question just to jump on your thought. True or false, or tell me what you think it is. Royal Rumble, Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan, the best Bray Wyatt match he's had in WWE. That was the best match as The Fiend, for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. No doubt. No doubt. All of them are memorable to me, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I remember more Jinder Mahal matches than I remember Bray Wyatt. Stop, stop. But that Brandy Morton <laughs> match in Jinder won, that was memorable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so yeah. here you go. There's yeah. number one. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's throw this out here real quick. If they are doing a group, if Wyatt yeah. Six turns into something, who are some names? Let's each throw a name or two out. Yeah. Who do we think might be of interest to be plugged into something like this, that someone that could use some tweaking or, you know, some, uh, some people that just, I don't know, that jump out at you was like, Ooh, them with Bray Wyatt could be interesting. Uh, let's go to Celis first. So, oh, repeat, so repeat the question again. I missed it. Cause I think I got cut out. So say that who do you want to be a part of the staple, bro? If, the, if there's okay. a group, who are some people you might want to see in there? One or two people stable with a B and have a P not staple. Um, Alexa bliss. She has to go back in there. I, I, yeah, I, okay. I, I have to give Alexa bliss. Um, you need you need a female because every group has a female. And if you're going to run this trios thing, you got to have somebody that can face somebody since they're not doing intergender. So, yes. Um, Good choice. And I'm trying to think of a wild card. You know what? Uh, give me Chompa. Ooh. Give me, give me Tommaso Chompa. That's an interesting. That's to, an interesting to, pick. To be in that, because he's somebody that can have that dark, edgy theme. And I think he never got a chance. He was just placed with The Miz for that moment. But I never thought that fit him, even though yeah. he was becoming. I, I think him being in this darker role would definitely fit what he would do in there. And, and well, you said two. I'll I, 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 I'll leave it at two. But I'll see if somebody yeah, else. Leave it at two. That way and I'll do a wild card. Yep, yep, yep. I'll do a wild card. Right. Yeah. Two yeah, easily. I mean, Bo Dallas with the rumors of him returning. So I think, you know, aligning him with his brother gives the aesthetic look because they look alike. So you can really do some things. Uh, even Marie, we're fans of her. I definitely was much more excited about her earlier in the show, but I'm just going to keep it very simple right now that she's obviously lobbying to come back. And however that looks, I mean, sure, she's an actress. I mean, I guess she can figure something out. I don't know why it makes sense, but if she's trying to figure out ways to get back in there, then so be it. But if I had to take some sophisticated guesses here, my first name that really jumps out at me is Joe Gacy, where I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, OK. This next class this whole of gimmick. Yeah, this next class of NST the, the, the let's say the evolved folks are it's time for them to evolve. It's time for them to go the, the, the way up. I would love to see that. If I had to name another person, I'm going to say Shashi Blackheart. Ooh, I think. OK. I think he can do something crazy with her, and I think she would. I think she will feel right at home. So, that would be my two wild guests, two very obvious guesses, and yeah. I like the idea of Shotzi because she hasn't done much yet on the main roster, so it would be a big step 
for her. I've seen a lot of people thinking maybe Liv Morgan, given how she dropped the belt to Ronda with a creepy smile on her face at the end of uh, her match at Extreme Rules. So now that the title's out of the way, maybe you do a little tweak with Liv Morgan and put her in there. But Shotzi's more intriguing than me. Like I was saying, Shotzi would be a bigger move. Liv, it would just be a tweak. So... Yeah, Shotzi's an interesting one. As far as a guy goes, here's a name that jumped out at me that just came back around. What about Dexter Loomis possibly in there? Because the thing with The Miz feels like it's going to run its course pretty soon, and he'll need something new. He's got the creep factor going on. So if you want characters, you know, and this kind of thing. The timeline is the problem here because I feel like The Miz thing is going to run a little bit longer because Miz programs usually run into re- resolutions at pay-per-views and with Bray 100%. coming back 100%. sooner which i guess smackdown introductions are going to need to be quick we're going to need to see at least half of this six assemble uh, 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 right away and i think yep. that we're not going to get dexter that quick we're not getting dexter at uh the the next uh premium lot event was that uh saudi crown jewel something. crown jewel one. yeah so yeah, it's that's that's my issue with that. But yeah, Dexter seems like a good choice too. All right. Well, we'll have to see what happens. I have the first road stop will be tomorrow night on SmackDown, as far as uh where we I guess we I was saying the big key now is how do they introduce him? They did the video, he's there, he I think he said I'm back or whatever, <laughs> something to that extent before yeah. they cut the camera at extreme rules. So what he does tomorrow night on SmackDown is gonna be real interesting to see to see how they, the next step they take here. Now you were talking about a wild card sells before we go to break. So throw your wild card in here before we go to our break for the midpoint of the show. So he is a fan favorite of all of us and maybe he can, you know, re-emphasize himself with doing this, but let's give it to Dijak. Performing on this T-bar. The big man. Yeah. If they, I mean, this guy's a singles wrestler. Just let them get out. No more stables for him. It's just not working. They never worked. No. Or just not work with the right person or persons. But no, I get just, it. I get it. I get it. I mean, we've always known him as a singles wrestler. Tags just don't work when you're just like that. It just doesn't work, you know? Uh, it's just, I don't know. And, and, and yeah, I guess we could say, well, you know, him and Keith Lee career has been very synonymous to one another yep. and him and Swerve did a thing and it kind of worked, but how long did that happen before they realized like those are both singles wrestlers separate them. So uh, give me Dijak at his purest, most singlest form running wild him and Cedric, please. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Please. <laughs> there you go. All right, folks, tune in tomorrow night, SmackDown. We'll see what's next for Bray Wyatt. I'm sure we'll be talking about it next week here on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. So right now, it's our mid-show break, but stay with us, because after this, AEW invades Canada, and we're going to talk about even more returns in WWE and how we feel about them as the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast rolls on, folks. Stay with us. A little birdie told me, everybody, that you may be interested in doing some sponsorship and advertising opportunities with us here at Big Gold Belt Media. You know what? You might as well, because we are the golden standard for all of your media needs. Why would you want to go anywhere else? Besides, all of your pre-roll ads, your mid-roll ads, as well as your on-air reads are going to be done by me, Damien G. Yeah, professional broadcaster, Damien G. We do all types of social media promotions. That means your podcast, your IG, your Facebook, your Twitter, and your business website all get shouted out on our network here at Big Gold Belt Media, where we cover wrestling, movies, comics, and more. And you can find out more information and make those inquiries, kids, because, you know, limited time offer here at Big Gold Belt Group at gmail.com. Again, that is Big Gold Belt Group at gmail.com. Why would you want to go anywhere else? I wouldn't. Well, I work here, but I still wouldn't even if I didn't. So again, Big Gold Belt Media for all your sponsorship and advertising opportunities, your podcast, your IG, your Facebook, your Twitter, all of your social media platforms, as well as any business website you want us to promote on our show, Big Gold Belt Group at gmail.com. And let them know Damon G sent you. 
How's it going, everybody? Glad to have you here with us Thursday nights with your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. And at the midpoint of the show, we always like to give a shout out to the indies. So 2 Chains is coming in right now this week with the Big Gold Belt Indie Spotlight of the Week. It feels weird because I feel like this should be like a giant crab. Get in there, but giant crab. Jamal is uh, doing some AEW stuff in Toronto, Canada. So yeah, I'll step in um, and uh, give us two things to look forward to this weekend. First off, check out our spotlight from last week. Still very much happening this weekend as well, too. Uh, but for this week, as this spotlight is going to have a little bit of a short, shorter duration as you're listening to us live Thursday, um, podcast available the following day on Friday, which means you don't have much time but to check out coming out October 16th, Sunday, Fight Club Presents Tony Tone, Tony Tony Tone, uh, where you... Uh, first of all, welcome back, Fight. It's been a while. We missed you in the DMV. Fight Club is back um, at the Edgewood Art Center, 3415 8th Street, Northeast Washington, D.C. Got front row tickets for 35, standing for 25, uh, where they're presenting their new um, show. It's been a while. Um, let's let's take a look at who's going to be in the show. We have Trisha Dora. We have... Um, uh, we have the, the the chocolate city champ uh we got we got a bunch of things going on there uh they uh, if you did not go to their previous show it was a fun time just so much going on uh we both were me and will was in the building uh and, and it was one show not to miss so you can check out uh fight club pro wrestling uh for their new show uh coming this sunday on the 16th now what else we got here because i said we had two shows here well also very closely to the DMV area. It's in Delaware. It's not that far, but you know, if you're in the DMV area, it's a little bit about an hour drive out into Delaware. We got CCW Capital Championship Wrestling for Misery, October 15th, 143 Broad Street, Houston, De- uh, Broad Street, Houston, Delaware. Uh, 1994. Doors open at five. Bell times at six. Front row 25. General as at $20. Um, they've been putting out a lot of fantastic shows. I have not had a chance to get out there, check out their shows. But um, yeah, two big shows uh, for folks looking for some independent wrestling um, in this uh, Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, even extending out to Delaware. Uh, so just a little bit of an hour drive heading north towards Jersey gets you to Delaware. Um, you can check out uh, that show and then like as i said you got fight returning back to the nation's capital doing what they do best so that's going to be a good time as well too uh we'll make sure we have all that in the um on our twitter that way we can get you right to the links and uh you can check those shows out by the way both these shows are minority owned so shout out to them uh as uh we look to get independent wrestling popping back in this area more and more um and ccw let me make sure i get them credit they've been doing things a lot I just haven't had the chance to get out there. And also Sasha McKenzie making her way from down under back into this area, back into the States, making it, getting back to our side. Also going to have Sue Young on that card as well, too. So check it out. And that's it for the Indie Spotlight for the week. Awesome. Awesome. Always good to hear. So as was mentioned there, usually Giant Crab handles the Indie Spotlight, but he is not here tonight because he's in Canada for the AEW premiere in the Great White North, which started last night with Ram- with our Dynamite last night and tonight with Rampage. So he's up there with that. But we got to talk about uh, last night's big show in Canada because AEW has now invaded Canada. And with that came, I guess, a couple of... Uh, newsworthy at things we got orange cassidy winning his first singles gold in the company with that uh all atlantic championship that he won from Pac. but possibly even more newsworthy an hour before the show tony khan dropped the news that uh renee paquette the former renee young of wwe is now all elite and going to be handling their backstage interviews and she made her debut last night and that i think was i don't know i think a lot of people i think realize that that's a pretty big get for them and if anything it surprised me coming from the aspect that when she left wwe i really had the feeling that she was on that track towards like espn fox sports something like that that she was that polished that she was going to be moving up into like past wrestling 
into that next level of a uh, media, but it didn't happen or possibly she's, you know, going to be doing a little bit of both. Cause I like said the upside of AEW is you can have some, uh, outside stuff going on. So maybe it's still in the cards, but she's back in wrestling. She's uh, you, AEW. To be what? clear, you, you also can do it in WWE because I eat Pat McAfee. That's true. That is true. Lord knows he's out on his break right now doing college game day. So <laughs> that is true. That is true. Especially in the new era of WWE. <laughs> and you know that you know that check is a high six figure <laughs> digit. So <laughs> believe no that. doubt. No doubt. I guess thoughts first on Renee returning to wrestling and AEW ending up as her spot. I mean, to, to me, it makes sense with her husband there and everything. So, so, okay, Mox is there. He's the champ. So everyone's in the same spot. Everyone's on the same travel schedule. Got to help with a young one at home and all that. So those are all perks. But uh, any other thoughts on this from you two? No, that's, that's exactly it. It's a package deal. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and and making, I like making comparisons. I see this as like Rachel Nichols signing with Showtime. You know, it's just a good power move for so getting a strong female. Not, I'm not, I don't mean to say female like she's a, a female versus male, but just a strong backstage boy, strong reporter that can be on there that may be expanding where, let's say if AEW wants to do shows like Talking Smack was, now you got a voice that can moderate that and help with that. Maybe you want to build that to some online programming or maybe if you get the streaming deal that you move that to the streaming deal so it's a good strong signing like two chains said matches with her husband um why not and, and i think that's gonna be good for aew hey can i can i say something and i think renee is good i have not really tuned into her podcast much but i gotta say when disney passes up on you that is something that should be noted because yep. you have to know that they have taken a look at her Yep. Oh, absolutely. When you're looking at this next generation of female talent that is storming this male-dominated industry. 100%. And you easily can throw her name out there. I mean, when you leave WWE, your next promotion is Disney, ESPN. Yep. Some form of Disney content. Yep. And to pass up on her, because you know they had to have a conversation. To pass up on her... So supposedly they had talks with her like on, when her contract was up last time before this like she it's, had been on their radar for a while it's got to be something and this is something to be noted i think the biggest i like my this is a movie thing but my biggest comparison is i remember when millie bobby brown from stranger things as 11 was like the next big breakout star from all her time on on, on stranger things and they was like oh she's rumored to be in the next marvel movie and that rumor was that she was going to be in eternals and then when Eternals got announced and they started announcing the cast and she didn't come out, we said, like, uh-oh. <laughs> hey. What happened there? And yep. I started to reflect on her on her work and I'm like, well, Eleven isn't really in a very complicated character to play. She isn't saying much. So is she as really good as everybody make her to be? Well, Disney passed, so that tells you a lot. And I think that, like, Renee took this Obviously, it's a package deal of him resigning because that's stability in your house. But nobody's passing Disney if they come knocking. I don't care who you are. I mean, hell, look at Hugh Jackman. I'm done with Wolverine. Oh, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> See, 2024. That check has enough zeros on it. I guess I'm not. See, okay. 2024. Yeah. yeah. Even even Chris Evans, there's, he's like, I'm going to go back to Broadway. Oh, okay. Night. And then they say he rumored to come back. So, you know. I don't want to hear that. So to me, when I saw that, that's instantly my thoughts. Like her going to AW, no big deal. Package deal, he just resigned. But the biggest thing is like, what will happen with the Disney stuff? Like that literally, literally, if anybody that's worked in, in, in WWE as a as a sort of a personality in terms of interviews or correspondent or whatever it may be, she's on the top of that list, if you ask me. I don't think there's anybody else that you say succeeds this WWE thing the way she does. And she didn't go on just, I just can't help but to think. And also kind of go back to Fox. Fox created a platform for her to talk wrestling. Yep. Because they invested in her talent and her skill and her draw. Talking Smack was a big thing. It drew. And backstage. She was and part backstage. of that too. So to me, I, I think this was one of those like, well, this is what we got, so let's do it. 
type of thing. I, you can imagine her deals for five years too. <laughs> Just <as that>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's Gotta my whole assessment of it. Got to be some interesting clauses in those five year deals when they're making them that darn long. Very, we'll see what happens. But hey, ha- happy to have her back because she, she's great at that role. She's polished as can be. So I'm sure she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna do good there. It, it's a great yeah. get for them. So, one one, one other thing AEW. I got one thing, one other thing I want to say is too, everybody better stop your game up because <laughs> when you bring that good of a talent back in your backstage, there's a lot of folks back there that's gonna easily get overlooked. Yep. And I'm not, and there's not, there's not nobody of the caliber of what her talent is than her on that roster. So other folks, and and, and the reason I bring this up is because we know the Tony Khan new toy syndrome. Oh, mm-hmm. I really like this person. What happened to these people that you signed? You know, what happened to the investment in now? We're not going to sign them back. It's going to be a lot of folks backstage that you may not see anymore because you're bringing in some heavy hitters like this. So go and see who 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 gets put on the bench. <laughs> Time will tell. That's what always does tell. with AEW. We'll see. We'll see mm-hmm. where we we'll see where we are in a month. That's always how yep. it kind of is with AEW. So yep. as the rest of the show, the Canadian debut, as we uh, Orange Cassidy won the All Atlantic title. There was a whole lot of orange confetti, and <laughs> I thought it was interesting that they treated that as like a very big win. Main event of the show. They did the whole confetti celebration. We're really hyping up that as his first singles title and all the. Uh, attempts he's made to win gold there and that he finally broke through on this and the only thing that kind of got me was just kind of like yeah but it's that that weird all atlantic title that i still don't really know what it is or why it's there and why it was started up it's 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 almost like being a third of like the trios champs to me where it's like yeah you won a belt but (laughs) it's it it's it's not exactly i don't know it doesn't wow me I don't know. I like Orange Cassidy. I think it's, I think I love the gimmick. I think it's a, it's a great deal, but I don't know. That that all Atlantic title, I just don't know what to It's hard for me to invest in. I think partly partly because it's so new and also cuz it's just it was just thrown out there so randomly as a championship this summer. So, I don't know. What's what's your thoughts on Orange Cassidy striking gold? The I'm gimmick- an Orange Cassidy fan as you all know though. Oh, good, two James. Go ahead, two James. The gimmick is bigger, bigger than the championship. All day, every day. He does not that's need true. a belt yep. to succeed. That's that's the first yep. thing. So this is like, I, I love my comparisons here. But like for all my Honda fans back there, when you ever used to talk about the VTEC motors and you'd be like, hey, you know, you, you want to turbo it, but you, you can't turbo it because the compression of the motor would actually slow it down by adding a, a, a speed, um, a power adder to it. This is one of those type of things, too, where it's just like Orange Cassidy is nuclear hot. Adding his belt does nothing. For him, you don't look at him as more valued now. He's always been to the utmost value. So to me, it hurts Pac. Beyond that, Will say, what's up with the belt? I thought Pac still working in the Indies, still working overseas. It's a good look. You keep your guys protected when they're working these independent shows because they have a belt. They make these independent shows more money because the belt draws the notoriety of the champion. They were working as like the traveling title is what they were doing with it. Yeah. And you mean you're going to take Orge Cassidy, who is a draw by gimmick, and then add in a belt? That doesn't help anybody. Period. It just doesn't. You may not be a Pac fan, but you know that he's a champion. You're like, oh, that's cool. Everybody knows Orange Cassidy. So this, to me, is a super questionable decision as to why. It does nothing. It does nothing for me. So... I don't know. Somebody convinced me different because it, it just was like, oh, really? Okay. So I'll put it this way. And I agree. I don't disagree with anything that you just said. But once again, going back to a, a topic I always put in, if you have a championship reign under yourself as a, a wrestler, they can't take that away from you. So by him having a championship, regardless of how we feel about that championship, it happens. And it's something that they can't take away from him. He is a champion of some sort. Where you have a lot of gimmicks out here in wrestling that you like, but it's like, uh, they'll never win a championship. Oh, and, and that's very unfortunate to say. Like, for example, Mankind, Dude Love, and Cactus Jack, right? I don't think Dude Love ever won a championship, but he was always a draw with his character. But let's mm-hmm. say if you gave Dude Love a legit intercontinental title, not even a WWE title, 
or maybe a U.S. title if U.S. was in WWF during that time, but I'll just keep it at Intercontinental. That will give him more stability, like to take his gimmick more serious, seriously. Or even Fandango, when Fandango was there. Let's say if he would have got a championship at that time and maybe just been more than just a gimmick or a show. It brings more realism, stability, and convincing that this guy can really go in the ring. And it's not just a gimmick of everything going slow, doing a kick stomp, and that's barely kicking him. It's about him being a good wrestler. And I think you have to sometimes give people credit by giving them some type of championship run, even if it's very short, just to make sure they understand, like, yeah, this guy's gimmick goes over, but he is a wrestler. That, that, that I think, is a key point there. The idea of you can do a reign – but you do a short one just to kind of give him that credibility. I, I think back to when Undertaker first started out yep. and gimmick of all gimmicks, a huge attraction. His first world title runs were very short, like a <laughs> week or so where it'd just be like, you know, a transition with the idea that that character does not need the belt. You mm-hmm. just use him as like, you know, a way to move it from one person to another. Yep. But yep. and also to first give some credibility as like this is a top tier guy, but an Undertaker, an Andre the Giant, these like larger than life characters, the character is the attraction. Yes. And the belt, like you said, the belt, the belt it becomes a situation where the championship is better served elsewhere on someone else whose gimmick can be that they are the champion. Because that yep. that's a gimmick in itself, being the champ. So that's probably, yeah, I, I, I'd be really curious to see how long they keep the title on him here, especially if the idea of this championship is that it's going to be like how Pac handled it. And it's the traveling championship that goes around to all these different areas, just smaller companies. And it's like kind of like AEW's little offer match on these shows. If that's mm-hmm. the idea of what Tony Khan wants this championship to be, then I definitely wouldn't keep it on Orange Cassidy that long because you want him on your shows. He's he's one of your featured attractions. So maybe the idea is we need to get the belt from Pac to someone else. Orange Cassidy is the conduit to do that. And this is just going to be a short little thing. Again, stay tuned. We'll see what happens with all that. So I don't know. It's, it, if anything, it made for a moment in Canada. That might be part of it too. Just simply that it was their first big show in Canada. And they're like, look, we want to have a big memorable moment. Let's throw a belt on Orange Cassidy. He's been here since the jump. Give him a <laughs> moment here. So that yep. not the worst idea in the world either. So we shall see. So our third topic for the evening, and this one I'm really interested in because it start. I, I would say Monday is when I started hearing these rumblings and it got us talking in our DMS because we've been all, everyone's been excited about the triple H era, about the new WWE people coming back all these faces return in all the, all the momentum it brings all the excitement. And then Monday came and we got our latest return in the good brothers showed back up to back up AJ styles. And I definitely saw a fair number of reactions online that was like, what are they doing here? (laughs) And it was the, the first return where I was like, Oh, not everybody's into this. <laughs> Whereas most of them so far have been very like met with excitement. We had our first, uh, uh, hold up. What's going on here? What's triple H doing here? I'm so, not so sure about this one. <laughs> so, so here's my thing because people were trying to hold, uh, uh, Anderson accountable for his tweets. Oh, his, right, right. His, 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 uh, I'll never go back. <laughs> and he's not, and he's not wrong because, there's been numerous situations of hierarchies where folks are like, I'm never working, playing, or doing for that organization ever again. You get rid of that big dark cloud above it, and then it's a whole new regime. It's happening. It's happening. Football. I let's just be honest. Would anybody black play for the Clippers, considering what Donald Sterling was doing? Oh, during but, that time? Wow. Yeah, but, but you get them out of there, you're like, all right, cool. It's turning the page. I New mean, day. it's yeah. the same yeah. thing with the NBA. It's business. Yep. Do, do y'all remember yep. LeBron and them was like, nah, we're not playing. I know, bro. And then they made the ch- So, so what's the difference? So that the era is different. This is a new brand. This is a new company, essentially. Same name, new management. That's why when you get new management, that's why they they fire people because of that reason. It's the same thing where. 
teams. I, I don't want to talk about my team because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk. I'm not answering any of these questions. But it's the same when teams are losing and it messes up the entire roster morale. And the first thing they do is fire the coach. And ain't the coach out there playing, but the coach not only is in charge of the team, but it's, it's the perception of that leadership. And when that's gone, then people are just like, cool. It's almost like we're starting at zero again. And they, and they go back into it. I'm not mad at Anderson for coming back, realizing that the opportunity to work with one, his good brothers, the money, the publicity, and that everything that him and Vince may not have got along with is gone. I don't understand. Like, it's it's completely silly to me that people are trying to trying to hold that against them, period. It just does not make sense. That That's really my big take about everybody and their whole, you know, why are you going back? Also, wasn't people the same thing about Jake Maverick, but then he went back a few times too, like a few times. <laughs> he, he's, he was, he's been he in and out that door a few times, and he was a hero, right? Met, right, right, right. He got a guy's gig back after putting that video up. So thought, I, the yeah. big question becomes because we've had now let's see, we had Dexter Loomis, we had of course we've had Bray Wyatt, now we got the Good Brothers. Who else has there been over the past uh, couple months? I mean, just for a while there, we were getting almost one hit like every two, row. three weeks or so. Oh, right. Hit row, there, of course. Yep. yep. All at once. So it, it, that's but the theme of the Triple H era has been, of course, carrying cross returning. So a lot of bringing people back in their old image, in their NXT version, in, the, in a different light, etc. We're a couple months in now, and I guess the question becomes, are we hitting the point? How are that? There been too many returns. Are we getting oversaturated again? Because Lord knows we heard the complaints before that there were too many people there, and Lord knows we've been hearing that from AEW forever. So you keep adding all these people. Notice they have not been taking anyone away. We've just been adding. We've been adding since Triple H took over. So are we getting to the point of enough returns? Lay off on it for a bit. Be more selective. Or they need to free up some space. I don't know. Because the Good Brothers, yeah, I, I get the idea that clearly they want AJ to feud with the Judgment Day and he needed some people with him. So, okay, that makes sense. That part I get. There's there clearly a story here. But I'm hearing rumors of uh, Chelsea Green, maybe. I'm hearing rumors of, uh, of course, if she's getting called up, it possibly then I'm sure a woo-woo guy might not be far behind. Of course, you got NXT people. We're always talking about moving some of them around. You mentioned Joe Gacy earlier. So are, are we getting to the point that there's two? And of course, hell, let's, let's not forget Sasha and Naomi's still out there. They're still That's, out there. We've been, we've been talking gone. about them since the jump. Sasha, <laughs> Sasha's gone. Here, here's what the one I, thing I'm going to say I, about that real quick, because we've been we've been hanging them out there forever today, waiting on them. Here's the one thing I'm going to say about that. Notice this. They have been making a point of making all these appearances together. Fashion Week, all these things, they are attached at the hip. They are yeah. very much still they, a unit publicly. Listen, I think there's they, a reason for that. Yeah, I know. They have an agent. <laughs> That's why. They're not freelancing <laughs> anything. They didn't, they up their game. I mean, you have to think. Sasha is standing on the red carpet next to John Carlo Esposito, Katie, uh, uh, um, what's her name? That, that plays the stars uh, of all stars. I mean, she's got her Disney hookup. And you think she ain't asking like, oh, how'd you get booked for that? Oh, my agent right. booked it. Oh, I don't I don't worry about that. My agent sets my schedule. And, and, and so you don't think it went over their head like, oh, we've never had an agent. Let's 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 see what that brings us. And right. We're, we're, listen, these modeling gigs, these signings, all these things, <laughs> this new money that they didn't know exist. They they are here getting it now. So. Their agent is going to be at the table now if they come back to WWE. And I'm not saying they, they, and they're not yeah. going to be, they're not just going to, they're not, they won't only be a package deal because Sasha definitely demands more. But the agent represents them both and he's aware right. of now two contracts. So he yep. knows he's going to leverage and say, so you're going to give me this for Naomi and you're not going to give me this for her. And then right. he's going to also look back and say, oh, you're giving me this for her, but you're not going to give me this for her. So right. the game is changed. And that's my other biggest thing about Triple H in this new era. Contracts look lot, a lot different now. People can do Twitch. People can do OnlyFans, I guess. You can do cameos. You can you can do your stand-up comedy. You can do your um, 
your your comic cons like you can do these things we don't want you to come here and sacrifice hell why would we let you miss out money but let other folks other place treat you better that's not the culture we want to create pat mcafee is the prime example <laughs> so period he's had all and- the stroke <laughs> he, he can write his own ticket right now. And listen, he's a big name, but he's still not the biggest name on it. I mean, this let's 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 just Dwayne, go. Dwayne, if WrestleMania goes down, we the biggest of all. If Dwayne's coming, he gets to do you know, damn everyone's like, is he gonna come back or not? He's gonna come back if he wants to. That's all this comes down to. It the ball is completely in his damn court if or not WrestleMania happens with him involved next year. Yeah, but listen, I'll say this though. Hold on. Oh, uh, go, go one, ahead. One, one thing I want to say: if you uh, and Pac is a big uh, uh, Pat McAfee is a big name, but if you for one minute think that Pat is a bigger commodity than Sasha Banks, I mean it's debatable. But again, when you attach to Disney, when you attach to one of the the hottest shows, the most lucrative shows for Disney on Disney Plus, by the way, in the Mandalorian. You talk about who got the stroke, <laughs> and then you did Fashion Weekend. That's a big thing. Listen, and that's what the H is going to come in here and say. They're going to say, "Oh, you did this for Pat. You're not going." Okay, fine. Sasha will walk away. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. We'll, we'll we'll talk to Disney. We'll let them know that she's fully available now. We'll see what we'll see what happens with uh with the rest of uh, of that character. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come to play, and and also by the way, you got you got representation rep, representatives from different things. You got DC being there. DC already knows what it is it like to go against a corporation like the UFC, and you mm-hmm. have to think if you're going to have them coming in, you're paying that guy, so you know there's some bit of like negotiations coming. You also saw them talking and hang with uh, uh, Nate Diaz, who is one of the most lucrative UFC fighters too. Folks gonna have to you're gonna have to come represent it up because if you're gonna get what you want to get, you gotta come proper. And I think that changes everything now. Everything. And Triple H is willing to talk to everybody. So it's gonna be an interesting time going forward. Hey, Logan Paul's going to Saudi Arabia. That says it all. Main event in the show. Sell us get in here. We gotta hear from you. <laughs> so the one thing I wanted to say is the, the going back to your original question is that too many returns. I'm gonna say no. And the reason why I, I think Triple H is being very strategic of where he's placing these returns. It'd be one thing if we place them all on Raw. If it's one thing, we place them all on SmackDown. But he's placing them very strategic and setting each return up with a story, at least if it's for two or three weeks to start them off, that they'll build up that story first so you know who they are again with that story. Then you can expand it to something else. Case in point, what they're doing with Hit Row. Two chains you just mentioned what the Good Brothers about to do with AJ Styles and the Judgment Day. They're being very strategic. I don't think Triple H is going to bring anybody back, even potentially with Bray Wyatt tomorrow, as we talked about earlier, unless he has legit story, phrase, or something that's going to gather them to be very intentional and not just bringing them back. Oh, we're here. Okay, now what are you going to do? And you might not be seeing them or lose momentum for a couple of weeks. But I think he's being very smart with it as far as trying to, when I mentioned earlier, righting the wrongs of people that shouldn't have left in the first place, but putting them back where they can be successful. Everybody say they shouldn't have left in the first place, but understand that contracts back then was probably like detrimental to the growth of the business. So you terminate them to redo it. Mm-hmm. As, as I've been saying before, there was a bunch of people fired that was either one, able to get unemployment because that mm-hmm. helps, obviously. Or two, because you had to get these fucking old contracts out of here to redo people's contract in the new structure of how you want things to be. That's that's just what it is. I mean, the NFL NFL there's been a regime day. change. It's the, it's, it's the yeah. old regime under Vince that was getting rid of people. So it it's yeah. all it's all new now. It's it's all new yeah. as far as how things are going to be handled with this version. I, I totally agree with Celis that I hope to God. I mean, so far it seems to be the case that people are coming back. And they're being brought back with the idea of, like, okay, you're coming in, you're doing this. You're coming in, here's yep. your starting point. And not, okay, we signed you, we'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> go go down to NXT, you can hang out at the, at the Performance Center, we'll figure it out. We just need to get you, you know, locked up. Hopefully we're not going back to the days of a warehouse full of wrestlers down in Florida, just kind of waiting for their call. We'll, you know, we'll get you exactly. under contract, we'll figure it out later. So far it seems to be, we got you, here's what we want to do with you. Here's at least, you know, your jumping yep. off point. And as soon as we got you, we want you on TV in that role. So 
That's exactly. a plus. Uh, any other thoughts on this before we we're getting to our time here for the evening? Yeah, I just you know I'm good on this. I'm good. It it's just people just gotta understand that business is just being handled better. And while everybody looks at firings and resignings is just a very black and white thing, there's a lot of language in these contracts. And sometimes this is better to terminate them instead of restructuring because they do they restructure, they don't restructure contracts, nor do they nor do they sit down and negotiate restructures. It's just a matter of this works or it doesn't work. Fine. We fire you, yep. we release you. And then we'll do a new one up that have the language that you may want in there that wasn't originally in there. The extra language that we want in there in terms of protection. Like, it's just, again, the NFL has the players, the uh, the NFL Players Association, mm-hmm. a union. Uh, what's everybody's favorite savior that was supposed to come and save everybody in the WWE? Uh, uh, what's <laughs> his old, name? Oh, Mr. Yang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't I didn't go that. nowhere. Yeah, they don't have that. So it's as easy as yes or no when it comes down to those contracts, and and that's yeah. why I was never I was never sad about everyone's on their own. You're all on your own. It's how it I is. Was, that's the way it's always going to be. These wrestlers are not interested in grouping together like that. I was never they, sad about anybody being fired because unemployment was damn good for folks. <laughs> Let's call it what it was. <laughs> Motherfuckers was getting PPP loans out there. Luckily, no wrestlers was out there doing the uh, Austin St. John, the Red Power Ranger thing, you know? But, like, it wasn't that bad. It was a time for you to understand that, like, hey, you got to figure it out. Or you have to come to terms with what these new languages is going to be in the contract and work it out. And you never... Uh, by the way, it's 2020. It's October 13th, to be exact. How many wrestlers have we heard is homeless? How many? <laughs> Any? Especially now, especially the situation in Florida right now. Is anybody homeless? Because you know that we get all the news. We motherfuckers can find out where people live at. So we damn sure know if somebody's on the streets. So did anybody did anybody turn out better, worse than what they were? Sure, you don't have a, a daily income, uh, a check coming in. But it wasn't hey, all bad. Braun had to sell seasonings. He may have figured it out and he may have found his way back. <laughs> you know? We were controlling our seasonings there for a bit. For $30 a pop on those boxes of seasonings. But hey, listen, out of, as we discussed it, Cartoon Network and rest of peace control your narrative seasonings. <laughs> as, as we discussed in the DMs, it was funny this week when, when, when uh, we were we were reflecting back to how when when everyone got let when people were getting let go and there were the mass releases there was all the cries about WWE is horrible for letting these people go now we're getting the opposite about these people better not go back <laughs> they better not hire any of them back they better not let them go they better not hire them back either hey, hey will you've what been you on want? the so you've been on the social media a little bit harder than us but look how about the other narrative I saw somebody saying that wrestling media is sad that Vince is gone because now they don't have nobody to blame. And that's- <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I did call from the beginning that the day we get our first wave of releases under Triple H will be interesting. Hell, the day we get a wave of releases under AEW is of contracts just running out. Everyone's just yeah. well, let contracts run out. That that won't happen. You don't know mm-hmm. that. Your financial situations change. Hell, the way Warner Media is looking. I don't know what's gonna happen with that darn place. The way the hey, Warner's going these days. <laughs> hey, can I can I can I quickly say, and I do respect Hollywood Reporter, but that mm-hmm. whole thing about them saying that they're invested into scripted sports show, and now that seems to be everybody's whole sign that they're invested into AEW. My quick and honest opinion of that shit is until it happens, I don't believe nothing. Period. Though, again, if they're going to scrap DC projects the way they did, I don't see them investing into wrestling. If they're, if they're throwing out movies that are shot and made and in the can, they will get rid of anything. Anything's on the chopping block. If they're getting rid of a bat, bat, damn Batman universe movie and just saying, oh, forget it, write it off, anything's possible. All the momentum in the world to keep it going. They got Titans coming back. They got Doom Patrol coming back. They got the new um, Batman uh, game uh, that's that's coming out, Gotham Knights. And so you're going to get mm-hmm. rid of a Batwoman movie? It's a perfect storm for publicity here. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get rid of it? Because that's just tells you how much in turmoil they are since the merger and finance is all in peril. And then 
wrestling folks for whatever reason swear to god that like AEW is like the savior of everything <laughs> and until i see it i don't believe it that's that's just my take yeah i think yeah. the one thing it has i think the big thing it has going for it is there's a lot bigger fish they can fry right now to cut for losses so i think AEW is safer in the respect that it's far down the chain there's much bigger projects they can get rid of but by that same token just i until something is you know, locked and loaded. I, I, the shaky ground, shaky ground is standing on. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. It's almost like say. Nick. It's almost like Nick Khan running uh, a, a WB a Discovery. <laughs> like you just don't know who <laughs> oh, might get no. got. Hey, oh, hey, man. one more thing before we go. I was looking at the the um under the tweets for uh BT Sports in terms of who they say it may be part of the Wyatt Six, mm-hmm. and a name that they have under here is super interesting. Besides Aladon, who I think writes itself there, I think that Baron Corbin would be fan. Ooh, he, he ain't been around. And Bur- Baron Corbin is the next coming of Sheamus, if you ask me. Somebody who just is going to withstand time. I think that the longevity, oh, the feuds, just how this person just fits in. And no matter what you do, everything stables, everything. I, a lot of people don't like him. Love the guy. Just like a lot of people didn't really respect him as too. much as they did. Love him. Love him. Two Hall of Famers right there. There you go. There you go. No doubt. It's Absolutely. taking Seamus a long time to get to this spot now where he's like, he, he. I feel like he's like getting his appreciation run right now in this feud with Gunther. It's it's been it's been good stuff. Love it. Loving that. So, folks, another week. Another big gold belt wrestling podcast. And I guess this wraps us up for another Thursday night. As two chains mentioned earlier, we are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. And then the following day, the show drops on all podcast platforms. If you're just looking for the audio version, it's ready for you on Friday mornings. So we got you either way. If you want your video, you get your video. If you want your audio, you get your audio. And of course, big gold belt on all the social media biggoldbelt.com for all your website needs with all your entertainment media news of what's going on between wrestling comics movies and more thursday nights 8 p.m we are here folks thank you for joining us we will be back next week with another show so until then we will check you later what i really need that big old belt.